Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Martyrs and Missionaries is a production of Revive Studios. This is a very special episode of Martyrs and Missionaries. I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing Jonathan Carswell, who is the CEO and founder of 10 of those booksellers and publishing company. And soon they will be republishing an old book called To a Different Drum. It's the story of Pauline Hamilton, who was a missionary to post-war China and then to Taiwan. It is an absolutely fantastic story. Um, before we hop into that, though, I want to have Jonathan introduce himself uh, and then also kind of explain what 10 of those is and the very, honestly, I think, unique ministry they have. Yeah, thank you so much for having having me. Just a, a real pleasure. Um, so I'm uh, in Chicago currently, but originally from from England, as people like to uh, remind me that we have uh, I have an accent. But yeah, it's an English accent. Uh, a place called Leeds in the north of England is where I grew up. Um, but I travelled around um, uh, a little bit um, university, and then I became a youth pastor uh, in Northern Ireland. So I spent three years there and uh, began 10 of those as a, as a bit of a hobby and I'll explain that in a second but then moved back um, to another place in the north of England so my accent is is a bit um, well it's northern but it's a bit mixed up um, but then we moved to the states um, for uh, just over four years ago and um, I'm trying to keep my English accent so <laughs> um, but yeah I um, as I say I started 10 of those as a hobby um i began really with a desire to see um good books that hold to the bible doing better in the in the sales charts that's really where this all, all began and so thought if i could buy good books that i really enjoyed that i knew held to the bible and pointed to jesus um, if I could buy them in big numbers and then sell them on in tens, then it might have an impact, um, even if a, a tiny one. Um, but um, but that that's how it all began, because there's plenty of books out there. How do you choose what to read? And sadly, there are plenty of books out there that look Christian or purport to be Christian, but actually could, could do you harm because they don't hold to the Bible. And you can quite easily begin to to drift off. I, re I remember I was, um, did a Bible training course uh, when I just went after I was, I was a student, and the guy said there, if you're if you're off one degree now, in thirty years time, you can be 10, 20 degrees off, and that stuck with me. Of okay, how can we get people reading good books? Um, that that do hold to the Bible. It began to grow and develop. You, you could only buy in tens at the start, so um, that's where the name ten of those comes from. I was going to ask because uh, people. Okay, yeah. So people would say, oh, I'll get ten of those and ten of those and ten of those," and then uh, before before you know it, that name stuck. And um, now you don't have to buy ten, but the more you buy, the the cheaper it gets. Um, and it's developed a lot from those early days from from selling books from the cupboard in my flat but um 
we're really still about the same thing of we road test what we sell. So we handpick the best books from across the publishers. We we know them, we've road tested them. We, we know that they make much of Jesus. And then we discount them so that more can go out. And, uh, and if we can get the price down, so instead of somebody only being able to buy one or two books a year, we can get them to buy six or seven because the price is lower. But then we use our profits to support missions around the world. So we're, we're looking to to generate as much money as we can from it, but not for our own personal gain, but to support those around the world who otherwise couldn't couldn't afford good good stuff. Um, but about um, 10 years ago, uh, we began publishing uh, our own books. The main reason we we began that was to publish smaller, kind of often 48, 64 page books that would help new readers become readers um we wanted small in size but very very low in cost so selling for one to two dollars or one to two pounds and um we we were in a privileged position that one of the first books we were able to do was um tim keller's the freedom of self-forgetfulness um people might know tim keller and um that book just kind of opened up the doors really for what we're able to do and has gone on to sell hundreds and hundreds of thousands so um yeah that that's what we're about we we do it uh from a base in the uk and now a base in the states one of the things that we do which is unique is we travel around providing pop-up bookstores for churches and conferences so i've just come back from uh, South Carolina, where we were doing a, a women's conference, seven hundred, uh, sorry, seventeen hundred women. We provided a pop up store. We made some recommendations as part of their program, and yep, sold um, two or three thousand books. and uh, And that's what we do. We travel around doing that. Oh, that's super super yeah. cool. I like it, and I also like the fact that all of your proceeds or a lot of your proceeds go to missions. That's just super cool. Um, yeah, we like really want to help 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 missions and 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 evangelistic particularly evangelistic works to to be able to give away resources um without thinking this is going to blow the finances so sorry you're going to say something <laughs> no 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 i was going to say well I'll, I'll just i'll switch what i was going to say here but i was going to i want to segue here into uh into the new book that you guys have coming out to a different drum um about Pauline Hamilton, who is I had never heard of her to be honest before uh, I got the email. I was like, oh, um, you know, she sounds really cool. And then I was like, I'll check out the book. And I read the book in a day. It was just, mm. it was phenomenal. Um, and yeah. it starts in a way that you don't expect a book to start. So if you don't mind, just just start telling us about her. She's amazing. Yeah, totally. Well, I'll take I'll take one quick step back as to how we came to publish it because it was published 30, 40 years ago, but had gone long out of print. Um, but I'm I'm a passionate believer in missionary biography. I think there is so much to learn from those who've gone before. And as Christians, we should never graduate from reading missionary biography um, because it does show us what God can do with a life that's dedicated to him. And I, I for the life of me, I cannot remember the, the venue or the person who came up to me and said, uh, I think you'd like this book. See if you can find it. And I did. I found it in a secondhand store. Um, and um, and I began to read. And I was like you. I just couldn't put it down. And it's funny because I really shouldn't be in this role because I'm dyslexic. So I find reading really hard work. 
And yet this book just grabbed me and, uh, and I wanted to keep reading. And I, I judge a book by, um, uh, of how good it is by how much I read out back to my wife as I'm reading. And I was reading every other paragraph back to her. This, uh, this book just grabbed me. So I knew that we, we needed to do it. But yeah, to, to the story, uh, it's called to a, to a different drum. It's the autobiography of Pauline Hamilton and the book starts with her running out of the door of her family home and her mum running after her, trying to stop what was about to happen. Pauline had had grabbed the keys for her mum's sports car and was jumping into it in a not not in a good way. She was in a very dark place and had been struggling with life and well, to be honest, she, she was ready to end her life. She got into the car, sped off uh, down the lane, and she was going to drive herself off the cliff just near where they live. And on her way to doing that, leaving her sobbing mum behind her, she gets a blowout on her car, that, uh, what we would call in the UK a flat tyre. And so she she has to stop. She pulls over. And what's to happen then in in the coming weeks and months is to totally change the direction of Pauline's life. And from that very gripping and um, and real and raw situation in this first chapter, the book then begins to to unfold with with her story of how God takes hold of her and and really redirects her her life. Um, so yeah, that's how it starts. When people say, well, what difference does Jesus make in your life? Of course, fundamentally, we we take people to the cross, to, to being forgiven, to being restored, you know, these sorts of things. But when God is the number one in your life, when he's boss, it does totally change things. So here's a lady who, she was bright, you know, she had a brain for sure. But pre-Christ, she was a dropout in school because she got kicked out. She she couldn't follow basically the 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 rules of the school in terms of that. And yet, when Christ is King, he can take the skills and abilities, the talents that he's given somebody. And here she was leaving with a PhD. Which even that, you see, she couldn't get funding. Uh, she couldn't get the backing to do it. But she was determined and she was now living with, with Jesus in charge. And she comes away with this, with this excellent um, um, uh, position, this, this study that she did. And again, for me, it just shows, yep, yeah, that's, what, that's what happens when Jesus is in charge. He does turn things around. He, um, a bit like a, a cleaner in a house, he comes and sweeps all of the, the rubbish away and he brings new and and that's even demonstrated in in her studies and and her um her determination to to do her studies and do it well for the glory of god i agree how did she go from being um well she ends up being a professor at a college prestigious college um and how does she go from that to deciding to become a missionary to china yeah, and um, I don't want to give too much uh, away in, in the story, but again, I think this is um, this is how God moves and works uh, in, in people's lives. The, there's a point where you know she she's doing her studies, um, but she's also she's spending time in God's Word, 
and there there does seem to be this passion this determination uh to to share jesus with others um uh but um uh but then god begins to to work in um uh in her life and set the the people and place of china on her heart she then receives a letter from her friend um which is quite out of the blue saying well when are you going to china and she has no plans to go to china at this this point and you know she begins to then question well what you know why has my friend mentioned this um and then on uh, at, at the same time the lord brought to her um portions of scripture um uh initially i think it was luke 14 um uh, Luke fourteen thirty three, where it says, "Any one of you who does not re- renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple." And the PhD that she has studied and worked hard for is is then sort of brought into question because what she what she had planned, the Lord had had greater plans. And again, you know, the Lord begins to to shape and to to direct. And she felt for sure that the plans that she had were right. But the Lord began to speak to her and sort of say, well, why are you limiting? Why are you limiting me? Why are you saying that your plans are are right? I have much bigger uh, plans. And she distinctly remembers God um, saying to her, laying on her heart, I am the God of the impossible. And uh, at this point, she was, you know, she was a bit older than most missionaries would be because she became a Christian later on in life. You know, she wasn't brought up in in that sort of environment of, okay, well, if you come to Christ, consider the mission field. That she wasn't a Christian at that point when those questions were being asked. So, mm-hmm. um, God really begins to lay on her, her heart, and that is the beginning of of the process. One thing I w- I would say though. I, I read a lot of missionary biographies and we were talking earlier of kind of some of our favorites. And I think we share uh, many of the s- favorites, uh, the same favorites, but of, of the missionary biographies I read, I am just amazed time and time and time again, the number who read daily lights as their, uh, as a sort of daily discipline, not necessarily as their main devotions, but as part of what they were doing, they read Daily Light. Now, Daily Light is a collection of scriptures put together as morning and evening um, readings. And uh, they're done kind of thematically, really, of kind of bringing together a, a, a core message per day. And it is staggering how many times Daily Light is referenced. And in referencing what they are saying is, my reading today was this, which spoke specifically to the situation that I was walking through on that day. And it, I mean, I've read it hundreds of times. There's no exaggeration, hundreds of times where my daily light reading was this and it spoke to that situation. And that was the same with Pauline Hamilton over and over again. My daily light reading was this and it spoke to that situation. I therefore acted on the word of God that I'd read and it led me in this direction. I, I, it's just, it's unbelievable. And as you're reading, I'm, pro, I'm sure you had this as you were reading. It's just like, oh, wow, 
God has spoken to her again. God is directing her again. And she tests it. You know, she she doesn't want this to be kind of a whim or, or indigestion she's got. She wants it to be the Lord. And so she tests it. But over and over again, God spoke to her and directed her and, yeah, ultimately led her to China. There's a pretty cool story. Sorry, I'm going on. But it's a pretty cool story of when she's leaving for for China. And I don't know if you remember this. And she's kind of, she's saying goodbye to her, her mom. And her mum says, Pauline, before you go, I want you to know, since the day you were born, I was praying that God would send you to China. And Pauline had no idea of any of this. You know, for for a long while, Pauline wasn't even walking with the Lord. And her mum was praying, Lord, send Pauline to China. And then there's this amazing conversion story uh, of Pauline, but then... Uh, God all this way was creating a path that would answer, see the the prayers of her her mother answered that. Amazing. It is super cool. I loved one of the things I enjoyed about her story is her relationship with her parents. It was like, you felt like she had just these beautiful relationships with both parents and they both had, you know, health issues, which I won't, I won't spoil. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was just beautiful seeing the letters back and forth. And uh, especially because she had such a rough go of it as a kid, you know, cause she's, or even as a young adult, she was just rebellious yeah. and she didn't, she was resentful. Even when her parents would, she said they would go in and uh, they would close their door and she knew that they were praying for her and she would get really mad about it. Um, yeah. So it's just incredible to see as you, if you're a parent and you've dedicated your kid, you know, to missions, then you see this, this has kind of got to be like, Lord, what are we doing? Like, is this going to, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, totally. I, she clearly had a very soft heart uh, and and a love for people, uh, which came from a, a love from the Lord. Uh, I, I I share your sort of uh, yeah her relationship there. And what was interesting, you know, she originally wanted to uh, to go elsewhere other than China, and the doors were closed there. And I wonder what her mum was thinking, as you know, because she'd been praying for for China, and you know, the, the the door for the Philippines, which was where Pauline initially wanted to go, that that was kind of closed, and and the door to China was opened. And I, I I I don't know if I was her mum, I'd be thinking, well, I've been praying, so the Lord's listening. And uh, but yeah, um, I, I I really wish I'd been able to meet Pauline in in person because having read this, I just yeah she she's clearly a delightful she was a delightful woman and um had a special relationship with her parents for sure Agreed. so after she she gets she comes to china she goes to shanghai and does it go is it is it from there she's like oh the lord has figured this out i've got you know this is one step you know got this 10 step plan uh yeah. it, it doesn't go that way exactly she has kind of a rough time yeah, she does, and I mean, even it's even getting to China. It was a. Um, it's not necessarily long in the book, but the the process was long, and I think there was just major, major relief that she got there. Um, uh, but when she got there, absolutely, her commitment to the Lord and her commitment to to China and the the Chinese people was absolutely tested. She. Uh, she went through many, many trials, um, and I think so. She was doing some teaching with, with with kids in a school, and that is my idea of worst nightmare to do it in a in a foreign language in a foreign country. Um, but she, yeah, she had some some challenges, whether it be um, 
things being stolen or language barriers, um, just opposition. And I think that that's one of the things that, again, I that stood out. Um, when significant works of God are being done, the devil is beside himself with, with anger because he doesn't want that to happen. And so the spiritual attacks that she experiences are are significant. Um, but I love how she she goes into battle. She she, as it were, does clothe herself with the armor of God, and and you see that worked out not in a not in a sort of um, uh, oh she she knew the answer all the time and and she just knew oh, trust God and it'll work out. There was a battle raging, and you she was clearly a, a lady with with real personality, and that comes through and comes through the spiritual battle that she um she faces as well um yeah there's there's an amazing story of uh, of a sort of struggle that she has trusting her cleaner that she she has and something goes on there and again i don't want to spoil too much but trusting the lord in those situations and trusting that he has uh her her best and the best for the gospel um, you see that sort of battle raging, um, and she she's very honest. She doesn't hide um, uh, these struggles and the questions that she has of God. And I think often as Christians we can be afraid to ask God questions, and yet in the Bible we see lots of lots of people asking God questions. It really depends on the heart of how the question is being asked. Um, if it's sort of a an obnoxious "I know right" sort of question, well, yeah, the the Lord the Lord deals with that. But if it is a if it's a humble, if it's a um, uh, a submissive question, it's amazing how the Lord graciously and and gently reveals the answer over time. And that's what happens with Pauline. I think she 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 questions. Uh, she asks of God, and over and over and over again, God provides just the right time, usually in a way that she wasn't expecting uh, or wasn't asking for, but turns out to be the very best way. And um, yeah, some of the struggles that she had, I, um, I, I'm glad God chose that for her and not me in some ways, but, uh, uh, but it, she's a real testimony to, to the Lord and his faithfulness. When she's talking about how the Lord would answer her or about um, particularly spiritual opposition, I thought mm. that the way she she didn't she didn't give the spiritual opposition more power. She didn't hyper spiritualize her response to it. It was just very it was kind of written like if you were a scientist, you know, you're just like, I, you know, I believe that this is, you know, there are spiritual things. Uh, you know, I believe that God has power over these things. And so these, you know, she would combat it in a very practical manner. That the there's hmm, I don't want to spoil, but mm -hmm. there's this point as she's she's you know trying to she knows she's going to leave China because there's the um, the communists have taken power yeah. and you know, she's she's having to do something very important before she leaves uh, for some students they're working with and just the spiritual struggle she has to be able to complete what she needs to do and then you know, years later she finds out that these these things she was working on were were instrumental in helping these students later on. No, I, I, I agree. I think um, she, 
because she's writing it herself uh, and she's clearly, she doesn't think more highly of herself than, than she should. You'd get this very real um, uh, working out, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's almost scientific in terms of she lay, lays out the facts and, and examines it. It is very, um, it's very ordinary in that sense, but I think the beauty in the ordinary of God saying, okay, you work through like that, and I, I will bless it because she each of those steps were were um was trusting the Lord and um but she's she's obviously got a real sort of cheeky sense of humor. I remember one bit where there was a decision coming up that needed to be made, and she it was clear that she didn't want to go the direction that the the mission leader at the time thought that she should go. And uh, he said, uh, he said, he said to her, well, you, you pray and fast. And she, she replies, you don't need to men- mention fasting. I've lost all appetite as a result of this conversation. And uh, she's, she's clearly just got a, a sort of cheeky sense of humor, which I, uh, I want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I remember later on, she's talking to this lady and they're having this disagreement and she was getting onto her for her American lip. And she, oh, was yeah. like, you'll be hearing a lot more of my American lip here in a minute. Which <laughs> was fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So she has to leave China, and she doesn't know what to do from there. So she goes back to the states, spends time with her family, and yeah. then there's this door that opens to Taiwan. So she takes that about, I think, less than a year after she gets back, which is amazing because sometimes you leave the mission field, and it's years before you get back if you ever get back. So she gets back within eight months, and she's in Taiwan. Yeah, and even just um, even just the the way that the Lord provides that, both financially um, and also circumstantially. Um, yeah, she she's um, she's back, and again, she has no in in terms of the direction of where she's going. She she really um, leaves it with the Lord, and again, you you get this thing where she she opens up her daily light. And the, the direction of the Lord comes through her her reading that. The bit where she goes home to her dad, thank you, I'd, I'd forgotten that section of it. But um, again, going back to what you said earlier of, of, of her relationship with her parents, I found that quite moving because, you know, especially at that time of, of, of the world, getting back uh, to see her parents was... You could get back, but that was really then going to be it. And and so in going back, in prioritizing her parents, she was really saying, I'm from my future there. I don't know where I'm going to be. And I just felt that was an amazing, um, amazing witness, really. But um, yeah, she she then gets this, this letter um, that provides her means to to go back the the answering of prayer financially i think is is remarkable and um you and i were talking earlier about um the book evidence not seen where uh the story of darlene dibler rose and if people have read that you'll know the sort of story of the provision of the bananas these are kind of the sorts of stories that are included here with with pauline that um uh, you know, the Lord just provides these amazing um, provisions. So the ticket for her to, to, to go, that story, the round trip story is, is another amazing one of kind of provision. And because um, her health was beginning to, to weaken um, when she, when she went there. And so there was, 
there are lots of questions and challenges. But um, and then do you remember the thing where um, she she was in a in a house that was um, had previously been haunted and nobody would yes. go. Do you remember that? Um, yes, and she said she said, "Oh, there's just some things that have been moved around," and she didn't explain. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted some more information. Yeah, yeah, she kind of leaves it there, doesn't she? But again, just um, the work of of the Lord in in using that as a witness to other people was was, was amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah, I her because most of her story takes place in Taiwan, yeah, where most of her ministry is, and so she has she has these honestly long narratives narratives where she's just kind of going through like I was in this ministry and then I was in this ministry and this ministry and they're all just ridiculously engaging um there's not one of them that I was like oh just let me flip past this it's like every like for example one of my favorites and she she spends a lot of time on this is her she somehow gets becomes kind of the grandmother of a a several gang like boy gang members which and she goes through several of their stories, which are just harrowing and sad. And then also just the Lord's provision and so many near-death situations. Yeah. And um, the you can almost picture this gang that she uh, and the, the sort of the boys that she, she gets alongside. Um, and she she talks about it very plainly and yet at the time you must just think because i'm sure well a little bit of this comes out that other missionaries were kind of looking at her as if that's not how i would do things and like you you are really kind of because they were they she was so committed to them she spent a lot of time with them you know they really were her, her life every day and and there were significant challenges um I, I think you know. I talked earlier about her sort of her perhaps cheeky personality. The the there was a time where she was needing something, and there was um, she was given a gift, and she really sort of broke all protocol by opening it up at the time. Whereas in in that culture, you just wouldn't open a gift in front of somebody else, um, and and yet she she did, and and then how the Lord was providing through that gift and. Um, I, I just, yeah, it challenged my personal faith as I was reading it because I wasn't discouraged in any way. Rather, I was in, encouraged to be thinking, well, do I walk with that faith each day with the Lord to to provide? So whether it was with the boys or the the stealing incident in her home or financially or or, or food, each of these steps she was needing to totally rely on uh on the lord and walk each small step uh with with faith and and she she does it not not without fail of course but um but it did challenge me thinking all right here is a lady with real faith in in her lord and um and he he did yeah he provided over and over again and I, you know all this wasn't just that she was doing some nice sort of humanitarian humanitarian work of of teaching english and these sorts of things but she saw the lord change people's hearts as well you know she was she was a gospel lady she had had her own heart um uh, changed and um 
and she was being used by the Lord to to bring the gospel to others. Do you remember the story of um, towards the end where uh, she's running a conference for those who've been coming to the to the Bible study? And uh, again, I don't I don't want to um, don't want to sort of uh, spoil the story, but something happens with the locals that means the conference is really put in jeopardy, and there is really just no way that the conference can happen because of of what's taken place and again she just she walks each small step with the lord and uh, and he provides and and then what happens as a result of the lord providing and the conference being able to take place just the spiritual work that went on um was was really amazing so yeah the lord provided in a very special way over and over again for pauline yeah, I think it's important you mentioned that she wasn't just doing some kind of humanitarian work because uh, in the book, uh, these Chinese officials are not Chinese officials, I guess they're Taiwanese officials, but uh, they come to her and they're like, hey, we want you to kind of run this uh, boys school for you know wayward youth. And she says, I will do this, but I have to do it. You know, you have to let me share the gospel. You have to let me, the Lord has to be a part of this. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah. And they allowed her to do that. But she was very specific. I don't want this to just be a, a feel good, like all straight and narrow kind of thing, but with no, no heart change, no, no Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and that that was her motivation for being there. That was her her daily her daily walk, and she wanted to pass that on to others for for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she has this long ministry. She's pretty old, and then she has one of many health scares. Um, it's it's actually incredible. She has. It's even incredible. She even went to China in the first place because uh, there's a you know a lot that happened before that, like you said. Um, but then they kind of decide that hey, your your health is a little too rough to continue. She's with China Inland Mission, and she's not super happy about it. But she follows. But she also kind of thinks it's the end of her her ministry. But then it turns out that it's not the end of her ministry at all. She has this fruitful ministry in the states when she comes back. Yeah. So she, she has this, um, <laughs> without going into it, she has a growth in her, in her abdomen that, um, yeah, it just means she can't stay, uh, where, where she, uh, had been. And, and so, yeah, she needs to come back to the States, but she, she is not pleased about it. You know, she, <laughs> she makes that clear. She, she talk about questioning the Lord early. She really begins to kind of, um, ask the Lord what what he's what he's doing, and she later reflects about how she feels that that was a, a lack of faith on her part. But she um, she hears the Lord's voice as she's reading Isaiah um, Isaiah fifty four, and yes, she she's then to to go back to the states where again the the Lord uses her, and she says goodbye to the church which she had been so massively um uh, uh influential in in building under the lord and it's amazing they um little detail they as she's leaving they give her a plaque with this verse from isaiah 54 and it, they had no idea about it and again it's just the lord's confirmation um uh, of of what was going on that he was guiding uh her steps and 
once again the provision of 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 being able to get back and and the the opening of the doors the lord um the lord worked on and i think back then in a way that maybe doesn't happen now and i'm not too sure why but you know missionaries would come back and they would almost have uh, another uh, another lap or two of ministry of of doing things over here, perhaps sharing their story, and maybe the world has just got a bit smaller and um, uh, things have changed. But uh, yeah, she is then um, she she's involved in great great work o- over here, and I think that perhaps humbles her in in her own mind of. Well, I thought you'd called me here, and I thought that was my kind of work, and yet the Lord has more for her to do as uh, as she comes home, um, and uh, you kind of see not the penny dropping, but over and over again throughout the story, you see the Lord providing, and her then reflecting back, saying, oh, "Okay, yeah, you were in this, and in this final sort of chapter." uh of her life and in the final chapters of the book you i think you see that you you get her sense of the lord was in this uh, as well and um the the book finishes in in quite an amazing way from our point of view we wanted to not just finish her story and that's that because you know this was several decades ago but you know what what is the lord doing and and how has the lord used what Pauline and others uh, had done in, in China and then um, Taiwan and, and continued that work. So we approached um, an OMF worker. So what was China Inland Mission became OMF, the, the organization that Hudson Taylor founded and that she was she was with. And, um, we approached one of their uh, workers in, in the States to... Um, to write sort of an afterward, to fill in the sort of final details. And he said, oh, yeah, I'd be delighted to. And we hadn't realized why until we got the afterward back, because as he explained some of the things that happened and and her return um, in uh, in the late 60s from, from Taiwan, and he connected them with, with Pauline. But um, he was... Um, uh, he was staying with um, Pauline and and the work that she was doing in I think it was Oregon. Uh, he and his wife and uh, she was really quite poorly at this stage. And Pauline's life comes to an end in his car as he's taking her to 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 go for some treatment. And we had no idea when we were asking that that was that was the case. And again, it's just the Lord's the Lord's hand on these things. Um, I would I'd challenge anyone who is perhaps wondering, oh, does the Lord care? Is he is he relevant in my life? Is he working in my life? Read the story of of Pauline Hamilton and see how God moves and directs. We need to, as it were, have our ears uh, open, our hands by our ears, saying, "Okay, Lord, what what are you saying?" And we 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 know that as we're searching His Word, as we're reading His Word, but if we're if we're listening. The Lord speaks, the Lord guides, and often in ways that we would just never expect. And uh, and that was for sure evident in Pauline's life, and even evident as we brought together the, the sort of the final pieces of her story. I agree. The, the afterward was very surprising. Uh, yeah. But 
One of the things I think if she had not basically been early retired, she would never have written her autobiography more than likely. So the reason that we have her story at all is because she got retired in her in her opinion early. And, you know, arguably it was 20 years before she died. Um, But if we want to read, if if anyone wants to read this story, which obviously we both highly recommend uh, to a different drum, where can where can we get it? When is it coming out? Yeah, so um, basically wherever books are sold, you should be able to get this. Um, You can get it from 10ofthose.com if that's helpful to you. if you buy it from 10 you'll get the ebook for free, which means you can start reading it immediately. Um, but yes, it's, uh, it, it's called to a, to a different drum by Pauline Hamilton. It's published by, by 10 publishing. Uh, it's, it's a fairly inexpensive paperback. Um, but it's the, it's a book that I am just going to be recommending over and over and over again. So, um, if you if you get it, be prepared to buy multiple copies because you'll be wanting to pass this on to, on to friends. And listen, I read a lot of biographies, uh, missionary biographies, stories like The Hiding Place, um, Evidence Not Seen we mentioned earlier. I would really rate this as the, as the best autobiography I've read in the last decade, probably since I read Evidence Not Seen, to be honest. It is, it is up there. And it's up there for a number of reasons. The story's incredible. It's brilliantly written, but it's dripping with... Uh, scripture and her relationship with God. You put those three things together and that makes for an incredible book. And I am excited to see what the Lord might do with this because we want to see it get out far and wide. Not so it, it it's good for us, but good is coming from people reading the remarkable story of, of Pauline. I hadn't thought actually, yeah, if she hadn't have gone back to the States, she'd have never been able to, I'd never... Um, thought that so i'm grateful that the lord moved in that way because it it did me good and i i almost liked that i had no idea who she was you know i picked this um story up as a as a secondhand used copy and um and yet the work of that that god did in her life and through her life well it still speaks today and uh i love that i really love that uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and really enjoyed uh, hearing her story. And I, I hope that everybody who listens to this buys this book uh, because it is it is absolutely amazing. I'm actually going to link it into the, the episode description here so you can get it directly from uh, 10 of those. Jonathan, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Just a joy to meet somebody else who, who loves biography uh, as much and uh, just appreciate the opportunity to, to highlight Pauline and what God has done. So thank you.